0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
1: near you.
2: It is Wednesday, February 2nd, and this is People Every Day. Hello, everyone. It's Groundhog Day, and as you probably heard, Puxatani Phil saw his shadow today, which means six more weeks of winter everywhere but here in Los Angeles. (laughs) But seriously, there's that huge storm out there dropping snow from Santa Fe to St. Louis on up through Detroit. I hope everyone's staying safe and warm out there. And now let's get into what's heating up in the news. First up, a story that's been boiling all day. Jeff Zucker has resigned as president of CNN. Zucker is stepping down after not disclosing a relationship with CNN's executive vice president and chief marketing officer, Allison Gullist. Even though the relationship was consensual, as Mr. Zucker stated in his announcement, quote, I was required to disclose it when it began, but I didn't. This investigation into the relationship between Zucker and Gullist came to light during the network's investigation into former CNN host, Chris Cuomo, Cuomo was let go for advising his brother, Andrew, then governor of New York, on how to avoid a sexual harassment scandal. And former Today Show star, Katie Couric, who worked under Zucker at NBC, previously stated in her memoir, Going There, that he and Gullis were, quote, joined at the hip. I am sure there will be more details to come. The new Playboy tell-all docuseries Secrets of Playboy is continuing to ruffle some feathers and apparently some furry bunny ears as well. Yesterday, people obtained an open letter signed by hundreds of former Playboy bunnies, playmates, ex-girlfriends, and employees denouncing a es Secrets of Playboy series and the recent allegations made against Hugh Hefner. An excerpt reads, We sign our names to support Hugh M. Hefner. From all we know of Hef, he was a person of upstanding character, exceptional kindness, and dedication to free thought. The letter went on to say, I proudly signed this letter in recognition of Hugh Hefner's character and unfounded allegations in the A&E show. Well, the plot thickens. I'm sure we'll hear more on this as the 10-part series continues to air. Well, Tom Brady made his retirement official via Instagram yesterday, and no one is happier than his supermodel wife, Giselle Bundchen. A source told People that Bundchen, quote, has been hoping he would retire already for a few years, especially after he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. She's very excited to spend more time with her husband and that, quote, she's really happy because she would really worry about him. She hates seeing him get hit. I don't blame her. I'd feel the same way, but I will miss how animated she gets watching him from the bots. And in other football news, the Washington football team is no longer the Washington football team. If you recall, the D.C. area franchise agreed to drop the moniker Redskins after years of backlash and use the Washington football team as a two-season placeholder. Today, the team announced their new name as the Washington... Commanders. (laughs) Commanders. <laughs> Let the going commando memes begin. Now, all they need is a quarterback and a winning record now time to dig into a story that I didn't see panning out in this way. We touched on it yesterday, but Whoopi Goldberg has found herself in the middle of a controversy over some recent remarks deemed anti-Semitic that she made on Monday's episode of The View, a show she has largely been the core of for years now. She issued an apology yesterday, but things have developed overnight and she's now been temporarily suspended from the show. So we wanted to make sure to talk through all the layers of what happened in the last 48 hours, because it seems as though things aren't looking good for Whoopi, and there are a lot of strong feelings in the wake of all of this. So joining me today to discuss is People editor, Brienne Heldman. Hey, Brienne.
0: Hey, Janine.
2: For those listening, you may not be familiar with the full story. Here's a clip first of Whoopi on Monday during a segment that started off discussing a Tennessee school choosing to pull Mouse, the Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel about the Holocaust, from its lesson plans. Take a listen.
0: Also, if you're yeah. going to do
2: this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. it is. It's, city. Yeah, yeah. No, it's about a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not It's about race. But these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, how do we have to black people see them turn. as white people? But have you're, to missing, the you're yeah. missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it for what it is it's how people treat each other. Hmm. So, Brianne, you could hear the women there trying to explain to her what she was saying was incorrect. So, what do you think about just how strong she was in her conviction there and and whether it was a case of, you know, kind of mistaking opinion for just hurtful misinformation?
0: That's really what it is. It's hurtful misinformation. She was so plowing ahead in what she was saying and the point she was trying to make Mm -hmm. and made quite poorly that she didn't really hear when Joy interrupted and said, but it is about race, and someone else said it's about white supremacy. They were trying to correct her and and right the ship there, and I really wish she had listened a little harder.
2: Yeah, for sure. And we know with The View, this is what they do. Each of them have gotten on their soapbox over the years and and, and done their thing. So, so after this airs and the backlash begins and the next thing goes and snowballs, Whoopi puts out several apologies, including one that aired yesterday morning on The View. And in one statement, she ended up saying, the Jewish people around the world have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused. And this is written with my sincerest apologies. So do you think perhaps she thought that that would be The end of it. I mean, she has been rumored to be someone considered untouchable on that show.
0: I hope that even if she did think that was going to be the end of it on the view, as far as them talking about it, she she spoke about it on the view, she she released the statement on Twitter. It seemed genuine. I believed that she recognized that she was misinformed and spreading misinformation and was truly apologetic for that. Whoopi is someone who has herself in the past identified as Jewish. She says she's not religious, but that she does see herself as Jewish. And her last name certainly is a a common Jewish last name. I would hope that she would continue to educate herself after a situation like this and make sure that she really understands what she said was wrong and perhaps bring the conversation up again.
2: To talk about it, like race, yes, is a construct. It is something that has evolved over the years and and over times in terms of the understanding. And it seemed that that just got completely lost in what she was trying to say, but wasn't lost on a lot of people who were listening and took huge offense. And so last night, ABC decided to suspend Whoopi from The View for two weeks. And in a comment on Twitter, ABC News president Kim Goodwin said, while Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time and reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. But what most folks are talking about right now is what her former co-host, Megan McCain, had to say. So so take us into that. And what do you think is the future for Whoopi? ABC News
0: making this call and and suspending Whoopi for two weeks is a big deal. Megan McCain has never held back from sharing her opinions, both when she was on The View and since. And she has said that she is an activist against anti-Semitism and it's a big part of her life. But she found Goldberg's comments bizarre, incoherent, and dangerous, quote, I am not calling for Whoopi Goldberg to be fired, if only because I don't believe there is any universe where she could possibly do anything that could get her fired. She is the crown jewel of the view and a pop culture icon. Hmm. I agree with her. I I don't think Whoopi Goldberg is going to be fired for this. I don't think it's a bad thing that ABC News give her time to spend further educating herself and reflecting on this. And hopefully it will result in some some new perspectives coming to Hot Topics.
2: Brian, by any chance, did you see what's happening now? What happened today on The View sans Whoopi?
0: Well, of course, The View was must-see TV today. And actually, all they did was show up, and Joy came on and said, you all have seen the news, Whoopi will be back in two weeks. It was, boom, that's it for the entire episode, the only reference to Whoopi.
2: Oh, well, I mean, we will see how it pans out. Brianne, thank you so much for for breaking all of this down for us.
0: Thanks, Janine.
2: Guys, the nominees for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were announced this morning with over a dozen of the biggest musical artists up for election. We'll dig into the names more after the break, but I'd say there's a good chance that the real Slim Shady could be asked to please stand up on stage for induction later this year. Stay with us. We get into that and what's going on with Nick Cannon after the break. And We're back and you guys know how much of a music buff I am. I'm here for all the new stuff coming out and I-, I love me some oldies too, which is why I am so excited that the names for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees have been released today and there are some pretty big names on here. Dolly Parton, guys, is on the list, which I think she should have been years ago, but whatever. We all know she's been putting in the work for decades. Coming Super Bowl halftime performer Eminem is on the ballot, as I mentioned, for the first time. Uh, Lionel Richie is on the list, who, sorry, Adele, he's who I think of first when I hear hello. <laughs> hello. Benatar, Dion, Warwick, a Judas Priest, A Tribe Called Quest are all part of the 17 on the list for potential induction this year. And fans can vote starting today at vote.rockhall.com through April 29th. The final inductees will be announced in May with a ceremony this fall. Good luck to everyone. And when it comes to voting, as our girl Pat Benatar would say... Yeah. now on to someone who has been all over my news feed lately, Nick Cannon. We learned this week that he is expecting his eighth, that's right, his eighth child, his first with model Brie Taisi. This comes after the devastating loss of his five-month-old son, Zen, who died of a brain tumor back in December. Eyebrows were raised a little when he returned to work so quickly after that tragedy. And fans especially have a lot of thoughts about this new baby on the way, considering Nick said in October that he's celibate now. So there's a lot to unpack here. And joining me now to help break it all down is People reporter Christina Dugan Ramirez. Hey, Christina. Hi, how are you? I am good. I am good. Well, this is all so wild. We have been kind of covering the different beats of this for a while now. Um, but let's just jump right in. Back in October, Nick said that he was going to chill out and be celibate. Then this week, we learned that he's, you know, going to be a father for the eighth time, which, you know, a lot of fans are like, wait, what? So (laughs) they really want to know where he's at on his celibacy. I really want to know where he's at on his celibacy journey. So what did he have to say about that specifically? And I guess also besides the bedroom, where's his head at right now?
1: Yeah. So Nick has always been a huge believer in therapy. So after he found out he was going to be expecting his eighth child with Brie, this would be Bree's first child. His therapist suggested he explore celibacy. And to be honest, it seems as though he was really lost in trying to get a grasp on his life and the reality of this entire situation, knowing that he was expecting his eighth child with another woman. He was looking for guidance and and his therapist suggested the next best thing, which was celibacy, which which he admits he he remains celibate almost until the new year, like he originally planned. Emphasis on the almost. He almost made it to 2022. (laughs) But according to Nick, he went through that journey, but he is no longer celibate now.
2: So we heard about the celibacy stuff last year, but he's saying he already knew about his eighth child on the way when he made that decision. Yes.
1: Got it. Correct. So he made that decision after he found out about the pregnancy.
2: Okay, okay, so just because fans are getting this news now that he's expecting his eighth child doesn't mean, yeah, glad you're helping sort that out. Well, let's talk about this baby news quickly. Uh, Nick and Brie hosted a gender reveal party this past Saturday and learned that they're welcoming a boy. So what else do we know about the new baby and Nick and Brie's relationship?
1: So we don't know too much about the new baby. It seems as if Brie and Nick are keeping pretty private when it comes to details surrounding the baby and even even their own relationship. Nick has six other children, uh, Zen passed away in December, but his six other children he has to tend to as well. Well, and I cannot imagine how expensive this lifestyle is. To be honest, I feel like one child is is pricey enough, girl. But now he's going to be welcoming his <laughs> eighth. <laughs>
2: Look, as someone with two, who is you know uh, clearly, I do not have nearly as many jobs as this man, and he is not hurting in the money department. I am sure. But I have to say, like once you're you're getting close to ten, it has to be something your financial advisor. <laughs> is looking at deeply, right?
1: (laughs) So do we know what Mariah thinks about all of this? Honestly, no. We don't know what what Mariah thinks. Mariah hasn't spoken out about the news, but from what it seems like and given their history, it seems like her and Nick have a pretty healthy and positive co-parenting relationship when it comes to their 10-year-old twins. Yeah. So I, I don't expect to hear anything from her anytime soon, to be honest.
2: Mimi has a lot going on. She has bigger fists to fry. Yeah, (laughs) Um, exactly. Well, okay, you mentioned them, uh, Dim Babies, Monroe and Moroccan, 10-year-old twins, but in terms of his children, he also has four-year-old Golden and one-year-old Powerful Queen with Brittany Bell, um, shares seven-month-old twins Zion and Zillion with Abby De La Rosa, shared Sun Zen with Alyssa Scott, and so let's just talk there. I mean, that was just horrible. It was tragic. We we sat down with, with Nick for a cover story about that loss. Now with this new baby on the way, what are we hearing about how he's doing in the wake of that? And Alyssa, how she is doing hearing this news?
1: I don't think you ever stop mourning the loss of a child. And that's, that's something that's going to be with him for the rest of his life. And for Nick, he told me his way of coping with pain and grief is throwing himself into his work hence all of his jobs. He realizes though that it may not necessarily be the healthy way to deal with things, but he does remain dedicated to his therapy. He remains dedicated to his children and spending as much quality time with them as possible. But he did admit that he does battle guilt quite often. When he found out Brie was pregnant, he was in the process of saying goodbye to his son, Zen. And it's such a tricky situation because I'm sure a part of him was joyful for this new life, but at the same time, completely heartbroken over his son's illness and struggles.
2: Take us into what Alyssa shared on Instagram.
1: So I think Alyssa remains focused on one thing and one thing only, and that's her son and the legacy he left behind. I don't think she necessarily wants herself and especially her son to be involved in this narrative of Nick welcoming, you know, an eighth child. Um, She only wants to give her energy to Zen and nothing else. And while she continues to grieve the loss of Zen, she did say on Instagram that she is centered, she's at peace, and she's really finding strength and leaning on her faith and her family.
2: Oh my gosh, my heart just breaks for her and I can completely understand that. With this story, I don't even know what to do with it, but you have really helped me try to understand there's timelines, there's happiness, there's sad news. So I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely, no problem.
2: All right, well, sending you off with this. If you haven't watched Abbott Elementary yet, You totally should. I just binged it the other day while I was getting my hair braided, and I am obsessed. It's a mockumentary show about a group of public elementary school teachers trying their best to help their students succeed. The creator and star of the show, Quinta Brunson, is amazing, and her character has the best name I have ever heard, (laughs) Janine. Well, Brunson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live yesterday, and we learned that the show is actually named after her sixth-grade teacher, Miss Abbott.
1: When was the last time you saw Ms. Abbott?
2: So the last time I saw Ms. Abbott was probably sixth grade. And then you guys, Kimmel surprised Quinta with that very special guest. And the love you hear in her voice is definitely something to make you smile. We happen to have her on... (gasps) so sweet. Well, watch Abbott Elementary. You'll thank me later. And thank you to everyone who listens to our show. People Every Day just made it to our one year anniversary. Time flies. And I want to thank everyone who stopped by, helped put the show together, and especially all of you listening in every day. I'm excited to keep the party going. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch you up again tomorrow on People Every Day.